The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Welcome, everybody, to Cover Story. I'm your co-host, Jian Wei, Director of Product Management here with Focus. And I'm joined by uh, my co-hostess, Brandy Shapiro. How are you doing, Brandy? I am doing fabulous. How are you, yeah. Gian? I'm good. I'm trying to cope with uh, the allergies, but uh, I'm otherwise I'm doing I'm doing pretty well here. I'm, I'm feeling the same way. It's because is it the cherry blossoms are opening in DC? Yeah, it is cherry blossom mm-hmm. time, and it's gorgeous here. I mean, today's like 70 degrees and sunny and beautiful, so um, I can forget about the fact that my my allergies are going crazy. So isn't that nice? You have something to compensate, right? A little little sweet, go. a little sour. Hey, I was um. How was SES last week? It was, I'm still mentally recovering from it. It was a phenomenal show. Extremely, yeah. I mean, from a from a tracking perspective and, and an industry perspective, um, absolutely, search is alive and growing. It's a ton of foot traffic, um, and the feedback that we got from the educational sessions was terrific. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, we were inundated with interviews, so we weren't even able to accommodate everyone, I think, that wanted interviews. But those people who were able to make it to the keynotes or perhaps weren't able to make it to the keynotes, of course, they're available on Webmaster Radio because we are streaming them live. And so, in addition to the the, the, the interviews, did you guys uh, do any other? I know you in the past, you guys have done a lot of social social events and, and hosted a few things like that. Uh, did you guys do anything else other than that? You know, we did not. We did not. It was the first time we haven't. It was because you weren't there, Gian. I missed you too much. <laughs> How could how could I how could I throw a big huge event without you be, being there? I I don't know, but actually, if you're going to throw a big huge event that is that is is going to be just a blowout social event where uh, everyone who's anyone uh, is going to be there, I think we have someone today uh, who who I would talk to personally based on based on what I've read and what I've seen so far. Absolutely, and I mean, talk about sexy, sexy events. And I mean sexy in regard to these are the kind of events I think that you read about and, you know, people think about potentially being able to be included in. And now, you you know, we get to speak to the woman and get the inside skinny, as it were. Um, Very excited. Our uh, featured guest today is um, Shaman Abbas, who is the founder of shamanabbaspr.com. I think she likes to posture herself as sort of being... um, a little bit of a late bloomer who has the ability to succeed, someone who considers herself to be the underdog, but realizes that when one door closes, another one opens, and she's really done a lot of fun, innovative things in the world of PR. So I guess without further ado, welcome. Thank you. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I've been called everything um, under the sun. It's actually Shamin. As long as you don't call me Shamu, I'll be just oh, be the <laughs> <I'm> boss. <laughs> my name is, my name is uh, definitely... 
said a variety of different ways, but it's actually Shemin. Shemin. It's, 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 and that's Persian, right? It's an it Iranian is actually, name, yes. isn't it? Okay. And you're, and you're half Iranian. Well, yeah, my dad is Persian and my mum is English. I'm a, I'm a mutt. Got it. Okay. Um, but you inherited, you inherited the name from, from your father and it's a beautiful I name. Did, does it yes. have a, does Thank it have you. a specific meaning? Um, I've been told a variety of things, and I've, 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 uh, I, I've Daybreak is the is the is the one that I've heard the most, but I have heard other versions of it as well. Oh, you know what? How beautiful! I mean, because the only thing I think that we're guaranteed in this world is the sun is going to rise the following morning, which is daybreak. Yeah, and if, if we if we get to see it, then it's a it's a really good thing. <laughs> <laughs> only if we see it up from the night before. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so what? Well, one thing that just kind of struck me. Uh, as, as being interesting was that you know we work in we work in public relations and and we talk with a lot of people on this show who who's, who qualify or quantify themselves as public relations professionals. Now I think there's sort of like a, a stereotype of people who work in PR as kind of you know socializing and interacting with with kind of celebrities and and uh, and the glamorous folk out there. And and 99% of the time it seems like that isn't the case. It seems like people who work in PR are kind of doing clipping reports and monitoring and and kind of grinding a little bit. But what struck me is you actually seem like that 1% of the minority uh uh that that does something a little bit different. Well, thank you, John. I mean, yes, I, I think, uh, you know, just like in any business, I mean, there's a, a combination of all those things that need to happen. But in PR, when your job is to connect the dots uh, for, for your client between, uh, you know, from where they are to where they need to go, you know, often that involves celebrities or it involves high-profile people uh, endorsing their product with enthusiasm or, or whether it be that or, or, or a national publication or whatever it might be. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that there's definitely an element, element of that. And just from the places that I, you know, I've, I've lived and um, how I got into this in the very beginning, you know, I, I was in the, uh, the restaurant and nightclub business in the Hamptons, which um, it's, it's difficult not to end up, you know, Rubbing uh, running into celebrities mm-hmm. and working with celebrities if you if you're out right. there it's difficult not to so so um yeah i mean that's that that's true but i think it's it's part of our our role to make sure that we are connecting with with people that um can be of great influence for our clients Absolutely. Let me ask you a question because, you know, today, especially, you know, PR is so ever-changing, especially, you know, with everything's moving at the, the pace of, let's say, a click. When you look at the role of a PR practitioner today, what are some of the best tools? And I don't physically mean like web analytics or what have you, but, but things that PR professionals can do to reinforce their place in the marketplace. Well, I mean, I think the, the, the first thing and, and the most important thing, and if I could just back up a little bit, I mean, the, I mentioned coming into the business from, from a different angle. I mean, I came in writing checks to PR companies. That's how I started my own. You know, I come from the, the, from a business that, like almost every business out there, or like every business out there, relies upon sales. And especially restaurants and nightclubs are, you know, very focused on the sales from that night and how effective an event was or um, a publicity stunt, you know, that was tied into that event. And uh, my frustration was from being on the other side of things, working with PR, pretty much every PR company that we worked with, which was a very reactive situation. They reacted to what we had presented or they were, you know, the ideas that we presented. I mean, once in a while there was a great idea, but nobody ever spoke to me about sales. Nobody ever talked to me about 
what the goals, what our goals for sales were for, you know, and our return on having having the investment of having a PR company. Um, so let's go back to basics here. And we've just gone through a horrendous storm of an economy. Mm-hmm. And and let's face it, and a lot of a lot of companies have dropped off the face of the earth, not just PR companies, but advertising agencies. And it's those agencies that didn't, that weren't in, I hate to use this phrase, but in bed with their, with their clients. I mean, really, knowing your client's business, really understanding how that business works and what you can do to activate their business, not just from the fluff side, you know, from the odd story here and there, but what, how can you contribute in a much bigger way that, what, what, you know, where the client, you know, leaves work at the end of the night, leaves his company at the end of the night thinking, I can't be without these people. So you, you have to operate as a partner, especially today. Which, I mean, is an excellent point. So I'm going to throw it back out to you. What are some of the things that you do for your clients that make them say, we can't do without her, our beautiful daybreak? Well, I, I think um, you know I'm being general in, in saying looking at it, look at look at it as a partner. But if if you're, I mean, some some of the things that we do when we first meet with a client or when we're first working with a client is we have those conversations, and having those direct conversations, I think, are essential. If you establish from the beginning what the expectations of the client are, where their revenue is at, what what they're, how much they're looking to increase that, then you have tangible goals that you know that you need to reach um, or exceed as, as we do. We, we always operate in, in the fashion to exceed their expectations. So having those direct conversations, it sounds simple, but it, it is a tool. Have a, have a direct conversation. Find out. I ask my, my clients, what has to happen in three months from now for us to be sitting here having a conversation that is, is, is a positive one, one that you're thrilled with, with, with our contribution to your, to your business? Um, when you know what, where they stand and you know what their expectations are, you can use that as a great platform to, to exceed. Um, if you're thinking about it from a business standpoint and you really understand their business, it might be as simple as, as, as bringing a client to them, um, you know, as we've done with, with some of the, uh, whether it's, you know, in a restaurant or whatever, but it may, you know, in some cases bringing a very big client to an advertising agency or putting them in a forum where you know um, that the voice of the agency's leader will be heard and it will it'll generate in sales, not just a great PR fluff piece, as we call it. We're, we're speaking in, I mean, this is, this, these things all make sense. I'm wondering, can we get more granular and talk about kind of a specific case where, where you have gone in and, and partnered with your client and actually shown tangible results? Because it's, it's just seeming a little un- abstract to me. And, okay, let me and give you, let me give you an creative. example. Um, <laughs> International Polo Club um, in, in Palm Beach. International Polo Club has been around seven years. Um, they got, they okay. got off to a really good start in the beginning. They landed models on the field in helicopters, which, which gained them you know, a lot of attention when, when they first opened. Um, we started working with, uh, with IPC, as it's affectionately called, um, in October of last year. And we looked at the account very differently than any other PR uh, company or, or, or person that they worked with in the past. We looked at their revenue and, and we looked at the opportunity to increase their revenue and make it really a viable, profitable business, um, which, you know, it, it broken even, but if they hadn't, you know, they hadn't done the, mm-hmm. the uh, generated the revenue they wanted to. So some of the things we did with this, we knew that if we brought in a restaurant to partner in the, for the brunch um, that had a huge buzz and had a lot of national, international um, publicity wheels behind it, that that would help us generate buzz for the brunch, which didn't have the, you know, the uh, reputation of being anything more than just a fieldside brunch for Polo. So we partnered with Bagatelle in New York, which I don't know if you've heard of, but Bagatelle is in the meatpacking district and is probably thought of as one of the hottest restaurants in New York. And their brunch particularly, they're, they're known the most for. And people fly into 
New York knowing from European countries knowing that they're going to have brunch there and since we have a very big European crowd we knew that that would resonate with them um, so we, we brought in Bagatelle and Bagatelle have run our brunch our brunch revenue has increased dramatically we sold out every single Sunday and have a wait list for brunch it's been tremendous for Bagatelle that they've had the partnership with us and, and vice versa so already we've, we've increased the hospitality revenue right there now for those that don't come to the brunch there's the VIP tent that's happening and within that tent there's a ticket price to that um, and that didn't really have, you know, generate a lot of buzz before. In fact, before then, even though I go to Polo, I've gone to Polo mm-hmm. almost every weekend for, for years, I've never gone to the tent. Um, our tent is packed every single Sunday with people that want to be where you need to see and be seen, which mm-hmm. is at the Bagatelle branch. Um, so, the, so the revenue has increased right there. Uh, we've capitalized on, on some of the players, which has never really been done before. I'm sure you're all familiar with Nacho Figueres, who is the, you know, the sort of as the face of Polo, um, who is the face of Ralph Lauren and uh, a superstar in his own right. He uh, was on Oprah last year and um, is, is just becoming more and more of a star. Um, Nacho, we had the good fortune to be able to work with Nacho and the other players that we saw had to have great star potential to really make them the stars of polo so that people in, in Palm Beach could really connect with them and people in, you know, in terms of the national media, for instance, really connect with them. So there's the stars of polo. So we, we worked very hard on, on doing that and we've had tremendous success doing so. And creating um, personas had, with, with assets that already exist. Exactly, exactly. And again, hey, let me ask you something, though. That it just seems like, and I don't think this, is, uh, this isn't a shot, but it seems like this is like business strategy, it not necessarily I mean, it's publicity. Publicity seems like the tactic, but it seems like you're coming in on a more strategic level and saying, you know, collaborating with the business owner and saying, okay, well, we want to increase revenue. Here's some ways to increase revenue. But it, it almost seems like that's the role of, like, a business consultant as opposed to a publicist. Or am I just being am I being narrow-minded here? No, I don't think you're being narrow-minded. I, as I said uh, in the very beginning, I mean, I think that's how we have to speak. This is what we're here for. We're here to increase revenue in our clients' businesses. And if we don't look at it with a business mind, it doesn't really have the longevity and the long, you know, the, val- the value that, um, that we've perhaps built up in our minds to do so. Um, one, one of the other things we did was partner with, with Worth Avenue. Um, if you go to Polo in the Hamptons, you know, there's not one person on, mm-hmm. you know, in the town that's not saying, what are you wearing to Polo? Are you going to Polo? We didn't have that kind of buzz in our community here. Um, so we partnered with Worth Avenue, and every week we've had a different Worth Avenue brand in the store. And the idea, I'm sorry, in in the tent. And the idea was to uh, get the buzz going on the island, get everybody talking about polo, and also help the retailers as well um, by asking their clients, do you have an outfit for polo? They loved it. Um, it certainly helped our, our business over there because everybody in the town, if you ask anybody, certainly in Palm Beach, everybody is not, you know, we've left no stone unturned. Everybody knows about polo. So it's a business strategy, yes, but, but it's created tremendous amounts of buzz. And um, the fashion publications have, have taken notice of this. Um, they've had more ink than, than, than ever. Um, and in fact, um, I, I won't mention the publications because we're, we're just finalizing that, but we have mm-hmm. uh, a large national fam trip um, that's taking place on the 18th, on the last day of international polo and this that they're coming down because of the buzz that, that has been generated and there are some that are more interested in the fashion element and the lifestyle mm-hmm. some that are interested in, in the food some interested in the players it doesn't really matter this will all generate all back the great publicity mm-hmm. let's do this because i would like to continue like you utilizing this potentially as a bit of our springboard um so let's pay a little homage take a quick break and we'll be right back with cover story Sit tight and don't move. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break.
So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. November 17th, 2004, the day when WebmasterRadio.fm was born. For the past five years, you have associated WebmasterRadio.fm with exceptional conference coverage, including live broadcasts of keynotes headlined by some of the most important thought leaders of our industry today. Please join me in welcoming Andrew Hayward. Pleased to have Jim Lanzone. Please welcome Ariana Huffington. Please welcome Jason Kalkanis. You've associated WebmasterRadio.fm for exceptional 100% original programming hosted by some of the most important internet marketing icons. I'm your host, Larry Weber. This is Katie Kempner. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. This is Brian Eisenberg. This is David Zatella. This is Tim Ash. WebmasterRadio.fm has dedicated itself to delivering thousands of hours of podcast excellence every year, celebrating five years as the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of Webmaster Radio. And, of course, I'm joined with my fabulous co-host, Gian Wei of PR Web. And our featured guest today is Shamina Boss, founder of Shamina Boss PR. And uh, prior to the break, uh, we were having a really interesting conversation about Shamine's orientation uh, to how she practices PR with some of her clients. And we were utilizing the Palm Beach Polo um, as an example, being able to take some equity that is actually, um, you know, utilized at, let's say, at the polo grounds, but wasn't being maximized and creating quid pro quo relationships that garnered everyone a lot more um, money and exposure and positive and creating personas out of some of the, um, not only the polo enthusiasts, but of course, the polo players themselves. So without further ado, welcome back, Shamin. Thank you, Randy. So, admit what you're doing makes a lot of sense to me, 
because especially today in the PR world, PR is changing. And the lines are blurred when it comes to, you know, PR, marketing, Marcom, advertising, you know, and if you if you want to go out there and you want to keep a client, you've got to figure out, like you said, what's going to have them look at you and say, I need you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, Gian, back in the day, I had a girlfriend of mine was actually doing a sponsorships over at um, the big stadium down in Miami. So they took the worst piece of real estate, created a VIP area sold it instead of having just the regular you know um box you know the boxes so you could buy like a seat for four thousand dollars for the difference you know like football or what have you it sold out every time because it was created as vip it's where people wanted you know you were seen and you know seen and be seen there the worst location in the stadium but you you create that hype you create that need you also give people a place where they can congregate and you know, let me let me jump in for a second. You know, I mean, I think along those lines, it seems like it seems, I mean, like one of the things you've been able to do has been to sort of like, you know, um, create yeah, these true. these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually, I was I googled you and and looked at oh, these dear. images. <laughs> uh, and if you if you Google Shemin Abbas, <laughs> you see um, it's like her with I think Usher. You know, we have Russell Simmons here. And then we have uh, some some polo player who's, who looks like a handsome handsome gentleman, and and I guess what I'm wondering is like this is this is really this is great. You know, you have these relationships you can leverage um, from a business perspective or from a promotional perspective. But I think a lot of people who work in PR um, would love to have this kind of network. How, how did you how did you go out and and get it? Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm not sure I went out and got it, so to speak. I mean, I. I the relationships that I have have blossomed into other relationships, and um, Russell—I mean, Russell—is is a good friend of mine, and I'm on the board of directors of his foundation. And um, it, I, I certainly must say, you know, from Russell, I've met a lot of people, um, but but they're, they're not—they've um, never been, and that's just just not the way I operate. Kind of forced relationships with any kind of agenda. Um, it just the introductions happen naturally and organically, just like they do in you know in any other kind of environment where you're networking with people. Um, I think that the people that come across with a with an agenda and with a, a forced sense of wanting to be friends and wanting to build a relationship just are, is a big turn off to anyone. Never mind whether you're a celebrity or not; it doesn't really matter. So um, those, those relationships have really happened very organically. I mean, you know, when it comes to work, I mean, in some some cases. Um, you know, obviously, you, you you make it your business too. I mean, we had the Kardashians come out and film an episode at Polo of just a few weeks ago. We worked very hard to get them out there, um, and you know, once they were there, they got to see, you know, how how we work and how we operate, which is in a very natural, non-forced, organic way. And and that relationship, you know, that formed that day, and that'll be a relationship that hopefully continues in business. You know, hopefully, we'll be able to bring um, their show to other clients of ours as well. But. Um, I think those things have to happen organically. We all know we've all been turned off by those people that um, just kind of force themselves upon us. So, so I, myself and none of my team, we we never want to do that. Yeah, you know, um, it seems like in some cultural hubs like New York or, or Fort Lauderdale or probably Los Angeles is quite similar. <laughs> We're not a cult. Um, cult we are so an non-cultural <laughs> hub. You, I, I hear that in for, for humor. <laughs> um, not not necessarily. Well, yeah, maybe a little bit of Washington, D.C. too. Um, but, um, 
you know, uh, you can you can kind of go out there and you can create these relationships. I think you go to these these events and you can organically create relationships. Um, but are these things that are restricted to, to cultural hubs and the, the creation of these kind of relationships with influencers and, and leveraging of those, or, or is this something that can is this just a broad kind of universal tactic that can be used and utilized by by people who work in promotions and public relations? I, I think so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, focusing on if you, if you are working to build your um, bank of um, influencers that are, you know, more high profile, I think getting involved in cultural and charitable organizations is the best thing that you can do. Um, when you're, you know, if you have, if, if we set out to, to um, build a relationship with someone, you know, it's, the approach is much more easily done when it's in a, in a charitable way or you're involved on a committee or in an organization that, that has a, a celebrity part of that, um, if, that's, if that's your mission. But, um, you know, honestly, I mean, I think, I think we're, it can be something that can be used universally because even at business networking, we go to lots of different um, business networking events. We, we uh, work with one of the, uh, well, it is the strongest chapter in the world. One of our clients is EO, which is Entrepreneurs' Organization, uh, which has the strongest chapter represented in here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they have 118 of these fantastic entrepreneurs who are you know, very, very successful. And we're, we're their PR arm. And um, one of the one of the uh, requisites at, at any of their, their gatherings is that you don't, you know, you never force yourself or your business upon each other. It's it's very social and um, there's a lot of networking that happens, but it's, it's just like, we've all been at a cocktail party where someone has just walked up and been on a mission to talk to that person, one of the, either us or the person that's there and mm-hmm. you know, ruins the flow of a conversation. I think it, it's just natural, you know, it's natural instinct of just being courteous and being relevant and being part of a conversation versus just blurting out whatever it is that you have on your on your agenda. You know, it's funny, Shamin, I have this little, I have these brandyisms, good, bad, or different, <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is ingratiate, don't insinuate. Yes. You know, and I, and I do think, look, at the end of the day, you know, strip everything away. It's all about connections and bonds. And if you know your subject matter and you are a genuine person and you can meet people and you can, and you can create a relationship where you help them, they help you, Mm-hmm. then, yeah, if someone likes you, they're, they're more likely to do business with you than somebody else. But like you said, and I think, Shion, this is so true. I mean, just coming from New York, because, oh, my God, did I have this happen on more than one occasion? Mm-hmm. Like, know how to, you know, it, it's taking it, like, back to basics again, right? Everything in life is simple. People get caught up in the complexity and ambiguity of things. You know, if you walk up and people are having a conversation, wait to be included. Don't lurk. And if and know there's signs like if you and I are talking Xi'an and we're like almost nose to nose that should be a big red flag that says don't interrupt now right you could be the most amazing person who I'd like even more than Xi'an or Xi'an may like even more than me but you're not going to get anywhere because we're involved in a personal conversation exactly you know and I and and I, I think that that's where sometimes people get tripped up because they're all about the end goal where like the end goal that, that that line is constantly being moved. You just need to understand, you know, who you are and in a public setting, you know, be appropriate. Or if you're going to be inappropriate, be really good at being <laughs> inappropriate. So let's talk, like, what's your, what's your favorite, like, inappropriate uh, story about a celeb and maybe something you were able to, to help them with? Hmm. Uh... Well, I'm definitely known for being able to save Russell out of situations that are 
obnoxious. I did a, I chaired an event for him down here. I really wanted to bring an arm of our foundation up in New York down to Palm Beach when I moved here. I really don't like, like living in a community where I can't, um, you know, make a difference. And, and uh, I, I really wanted to do so. I'd seen the impact that the foundation had on the kids in New York. We work with at-risk youth in New York and realized that the groups that were here had no uh, very, very little highlight, very little support, very little financial support, even though this is, you know, the charity mm -hmm. capital of the world, Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring it down here, and uh, and so that, that first year was really interesting. You know, uh, we, we it was the, the ballroom at Mar-a-Lago had just been finished a few weeks before. Um, Mr. Trump and Melania had just got married, and uh, just a few weeks later we had this all-out uh, blowout, Art of Life, it was called Art for Life, Art for Life Palm Beach, mm -hmm. and we honored Puffy, and, and we brought in some you know, amazing people. I, I was kind of on a little bit of a mission as well to prove to my friends who I'd left in New York that Palm Beach wasn't, you know, geriatric city, that right. there were lots of young people here and uh, young companies, mm -hmm. and, and it was a great place to live. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun bringing a lot of people in from out of town, but, but it, it, being around him is an interesting experience because uh, people just as you can imagine, just walk up and, 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 you know, all the time. But instead of just coming up and saying hello, there are often people that will just literally chew his ear off uh, with an idea or a mission or whatever it right. is. And it's just, I don't know if people get nervous or giddy or just that they think that they've got 30 seconds to get everything out. But um, I, I just suggest, you know, having some kind of, if, if you want to meet Russell Simmons at an event, you know, have something of interest that will be of interest to him to engage him in first and then exchange a business card or give him, you know, drop him a line afterwards and let him know that you met him. But I've saved him from many, a, many an ear chew off anyway at events. So, um, I, I, that, that always amuses me. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of another one, but uh, that's the, well, that, those are the well, only can, moments. Can we, can we stop right and now. talk about this one for a second? Sure. Um, do, you, do you consider this to be your, your sort of like, kind of coming out party, this event that you're, you're talking about, the, the Russia's Art for Life Palm Beach at Mar-a-Lago? Uh, well, I actually wasn't a, a publicist at the time. I was in the restaurant and uh, nightclub business with my now ex-husband. Um, so it, it, it was really, uh, my, my commitment to doing the event was really for highlighting the groups that were in this area and really wanting to make a difference um, for, for those kids that were here. Um, there were there, there was that was the, the main reason I think I mentioned the other you know just to bring some attention to Palm Beach I always thought of even though we had a PR company representing our restaurant when we opened here um, I I always suggested to them and when any pitching that I did for, you know on behalf of the restaurant was always about what was happening in West Palm Beach and the growth of West Palm Beach because I thought the bigger picture story was more interesting being able to slot us into it was one part of that but I thought that if I'm going to live here I want to you know put this place on the map good for you right so, Right, which is interesting. So, I mean, so let me ask you, I mean, this is the obvious because I'm, I'm just, I'm being your mirror right now. And I've seen you. I kind of like being your mirror. Thanks, Brandy. <laughs> so, I'm like, rock on. Um, but, but part of it is, and I think that this is what people need to remember, you know, and Gian, you and I have discussed this many a time. Like, A, in work, you spend 80% of your time at work, so, like, you should love 80% of what you do. We all get right. stuck with 20% of crap that we hate doing. But find something that you love. So, you know, I'm sure you're altruistic, Shamine. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you got to pay your bills and you've got to make a living. And you also want to, like, I'm sure not have your epitaph be, she came, she breathed air, and she died. <laughs> right? Yes. So, at the end of the day, you pick something that you're passionate about that can make a difference. And by doing so, puts you at the forefront, hopefully. Puts yeah, money sure. in your pocket. And voila. 
I mean, is yeah, that... Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any... Uh, any uh, agenda. I person. thought I was going to say happily married at the time, so we didn't have this big plan, and we worked together, so I didn't really have this big plan that uh, this would be the kickoff to Shamin Abbas Public Relations by any means, but... Um, you know, again, I, look, honestly, Brandy, I, I, I have to tell you, you know, with every ounce on my, you know, this is, this is just the natural, organic way to, to build a, to build a business and build a network. And, and if you go into it just thinking about the end, thing, you know, the end result, I want to do an event for Russell Simmons, it's not going to work because you're not going to put in the work. You're not, you're, you're, the authenticity won't be there. You won't be able to engage people in the same way. Um, so I think the reason that, that event, I think, netted, if I remember rightly, it was $450,000 we netted from that first event, from that kickoff event. It was. I read it. It's got to be true. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you know, that wouldn't have been possible if I just was on a mission to, you know, to show off to Russell that what I could do. It, it, that just, or, you know, to anyone else. It just, it just... It, it wouldn't have happened that way. Um, it was a community event, and we had a lot of people who really supported that event from the community here in Palm Beach and, and further afield. Yeah, so it was real. It was something you loved. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you know, so it resonated with people. It was authentic. And, you know, that that is partially what led us to this conversation today. We need to do this. We need to take a quick break. Um, and unfortunately, we're beginning to run out of time, which is horrible. Um, but we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Shamina Bus. Sit tight and don't move. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. XYZ affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We've become a split state of the art tracking. Where did it start? You can do it a couple ways. 7.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Oh, my goodness. This is like my least favorite time of the week. We are rounding into our final segment of Cover Story. Of course, I'm joined with my fabulous, very metrosexual, 
I just said it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I got to give people a visual. That's okay. Thank you. You are a metrosexual. Very, very, he takes very good care of himself. And, you know, fashion forward. Xi'an Wei, and of course our featured guest today, um, which is Shamin Abbas of Shamin Abbas PR. Welcome back, Shamin. Thank you, Brandy. So, I mean, I think we've touched on, but yet just touched on, we haven't delved deep enough, uh, you know, into a lot of interesting, interesting topics and really taking a look at a different orientation for PR and really breaking it down as, you know, Xi'an said from a granular level about you know, your point of orientation and really helping a business owner understand their goals and needs so that you can impact their bottom line and their ROI. Indeed. Yeah, I just kind of like, thank you. That was, I didn't even like give you guys anything to like answer. That was more, <laughs> like that was very bad, Brandy, very bad. I love the way you summed it up, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I've got Brasco whispering in my ear. Um, thank you, you're, you're, you're lovely. So, all right, so, talk, so where, where do you want to take Polo, because it's interesting that you said this, because the only time I've actually been to Polo in, in, in Palm Beach is for charity events. And I okay. really enjoyed myself, but I haven't been in a while. Do you, and you know, I mean, do you, are you going to work for, you know, other polo grounds? Are you trying to make polo into like the new soccer? Is it already the new soccer? And I'm just too um, provincial to know this. Cool. <laughs> uh, it's certainly gaining a new audience, and 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 that has has, I think, making these guys, making the players, the stars, as we talked about earlier, has has gone a long way to do so. They're they're, it's a very dangerous sport. It's uh, the, the, these guys are just unbelievable athletes, and if you. Granted, you know, you see a bunch of horses running up and down the field chasing this ball and, you know, not sure what's going on. I mean, I don't really know what's going on in soccer, and that's probably why I don't watch it. But if you're introduced to the sport, and, you know, when you come there on a Sunday, um, we have a, a, a printed, you know, Polo 101 uh, for you to read as you're sitting there watching in the game. And then we've done a lot of the things that we've done, a lot of the national media that we've done, which are all longer lead stories, um, which you'll see next season, are... We've we've flown journalists down to get them and to actually have them take a polo lesson. So we have a polo school at International Polo Club. So once they've taken the lesson, I want to do that. And then, oh, I'd love to have you do that. Then you're sitting watching the game. It's a very different experience. Um, so, so yeah, you know, all of those things. Our, our mission is to make the sport more more appealing, more mainstream, uh, to make to you know increase the sponsorship and the interest of of, of sponsors. Um, and uh, it's a really it's a really fun sport to watch. Really fun sport to watch. Oh, it is. It's it's action packed, and I have to say, those men do look nice sitting on top of those horses. And Indeed, I'm, they do, Brandy. Right, and I'm all about the double standard. I really am. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, I think women should have their own. We we should have eye candy. So you know. exactly. And if you if anyone listens, I'll put a shameful plug in for purse strings, uh, a radio show on Webmaster Radio. Women have 84 percent of the buying power. Indeed. Hmm. So, Jean, I know you had. I, yeah, I'm feeling ex- a little excluded right now from the conversation, but I, I did have, um, I, for, I did do my research. You should uh, be. I mean, beforehand, and I, and I did manage to track down um, and and see that you have a little, even though you know when you when you Google you 
and you see you see you cavorting with with all the celebrities you have a little nerd in you too because i see um you're you're blogging about uh, innovations that google is coming out with you you're tweeting and uh you're obviously active on facebook here so tell me um from your perspective how have these types of technologies impacted the way that you're working if they have at all well i i will tell you i mean our, our the agency as a whole um we're, we're, we're extremely immersed in social media and m- many of our clients, as I'm sure many other uh, PR firms that are out there are, are doing, we're, we're operating their entire social media platforms and strategizing and uh, creating. And, and it's great to see there are some PR firms out there that are doing amazing jobs with it because, you know, we have the background and we have the understanding of the, of, 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 and the writing skills, um, you know, to be, to be able to cr- make great content for our clients. Um, there are lots of people out there that that um, you know using the platforms, but as I'm sure we all think, you know, not not effectively and not with a PR background. But anyway, we, yes, we we we're, we're very active in social media and uh, connecting, being able to direct connect directly with with consumers on behalf of our clients or indeed ourselves has been it's just very exciting. It's a whole new world, and we're learning every day. We're students of social media, um, and you know, as, as I'm sure you feel the same. Anyone that is not engaging in it in in our profession uh, needs to be immediately if they're not already doing so. Good for you. Yeah, I, I think what's kind of interesting to me though is how it's meshing with, you know, I mean, like there was there was actually some pretty interesting influencer research that I was I was looking at. Um, I got to dig up the the actual source, but it actually it, what it revealed was that um, celebrities or, or people who have kind of like a, have created a presence in in the traditional media, um, when they start getting active in social media, you actually see these same dynamics start to reiterate, um, meaning that you know this idea that anyone can go into social media and, and become influential all of a sudden um, is a little. I wouldn't use the word fallacy, but it's a it's a little bit misleading because at the end of the day, you know, the people who are who tend to be active in social media are still those who kind of garner a lot of uh, uh, traditional media um, influence. And so I think that's what's interesting to me because it seems like you guys have have been able to kind of create a name for yourself in in this traditional space, working with pretty notable influencers, um, and and are starting to move into into the new influencer space. But I think what you might slowly find out is is you really have like that power and you guys are, are already have that sort of like you know you already have the cojones it's just a matter of figuring out how to tap into that through social media that makes yeah, sense exactly you raise a really good point and and you know, for instance uh jordan zimmerman zimmerman advertising has mm-hmm. been a client of ours for, for about four years uh jordan zimmerman the, vo- the voice of the chairman and founder of the agency is is a very bold Outspoken, strong voice, and and you know the real—he's uh, the salmon swimming upstream as far as his industry goes, the advertising industry. And initially, it was very difficult to get uh, the attention of, of the ad trades, which are so critical and, and, and crucial for, for for their business and for the growth of their business. Um, that that happened along the way, and we've had some tremendous uh, publicity in, in Ad Age and Ad Week and the other publications that have advertising sections like the Times and Wall Street Journal and whatnot. But um, being able to share Jordan Zimmerman's voice has been incredible. For instance, his I have him now as a regular guest on, on Fox Business uh, for expert commentary and for contribution to, to business shows. But when the Toyota scandal broke, uh, Jordan wrote a blog on it, um, and he's, he's very good, much better at me than blogging. Uh, I, I have to remind myself to do it, and if you were searching, you'll see that I, probably my last blog was said many, many weeks ago. But um, from, from his, uh, his blog and his voice on Toyota, 
Um, you know, I sent that in to, uh, to a variety of journal- mainstream journalists, but one of the producers at Fox, and they loved it and had him on the show, you know, that day. So his being able to, the beauty is being able to express your opinion already instead of just presenting your client as an expert who might have a great opinion on it. You can actually hear what they have to say first and, and then reference the blog. But it's been very, very useful for that, especially with Jordan. Yeah, and no, I, I, I agree. I also think, too, you know, I mean, there's a couple of things. Because you, you mentioned something interesting, Xi'an, is, is using, like, a lot of celebrities using Twitter and Facebook or what have you. So, you know, we, we've had on, we had on um, uh, you know, the people that represented the various characters for Mad Men. And one of, mm-hmm. okay, it, it, it's not the actors that are doing it. It's an ad agency that's in character. Okay, or you know, when you look at, and I'm going to leave people's names out, but you know, large um, celebrities that have like a million people following them on Twitter. Well, my goodness, if they were really going to, fo- you know, return every direct message that's sent to them, it would take, you know, an eternity to do that. So there's got to be ways of managing it that keeps things still authentic. And then, of course, and I think it was, I don't know if you worked on this or not, but do, do you remember, Jean? We interviewed. Um, I want to say it was Procter. It was Procter and Gamble, um, and they were they had the the young men's body cologne. I, I it's kind of ringing a bell. I think it's been a while though. Okay, and I have a bad memory. I but. so do I. It's horrible, but I thought it was a brilliant play because it was. I want to say it was Jay's. Oh, it was Jay Z. I think it was Jay Z's record label that created music, and then they created events that was specifically targeted toward this audience. And the people that funded this, I believe, was Procter & Gamble with their young scent. But most of it was driven solely and wholly through social media and being able to identify with the various populations that were important to them. Mm -hmm. You know, speak to people, once again, like as Shameen said, right? You got to talk to people in a language that's going to, like, resonate and have them react in a positive way. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Have you guys read the book Groundswell? Charlie Lee. Charlie, oh, look at you. You know every, you know, Brasco knows everything. He's like, Charlie Lee. No, I haven't. I I would say that is honestly the best for those that are just, you know, finding their voice Mm -hmm. and finding their feet in social media. I mean, that is the best book so far. Um, Brian Solis' book is very good as well, but but the uh, Groundswell, I highly recommend. Brian's actually speaking at AFCON in Denver. June 21st he's, through 23rd. He's a brilliant speaker. Right? Yes, I've heard he him is. speak. He's absolutely brilliant. Yo, he's wonderful. We're, we're really blessed. Okay, you know what? We're, we're like so past done. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> great to speak with you guys. No, it's great. Shameen, we have to have you back again. Mm-hmm. I'd be thrilled to. Thank you. That would be wonderful because I, I know that we've, like, there's so much more we can discuss. I think you bring um, a very strong and practical approach to PR and, and a bit of a different twist on it, which is always great for our listeners. And Gian, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. He's I like still googling me right now. He's. <laughs> I know. He's like, wow, this is. She's really the. Yes, Brandy and Shamine look so much alike. Because <laughs> you're always telling me how beautiful. I'm gonna I am. Google you now, Gian. <laughs> he is hot. Oh God, I just said that on air. He's oh, he's hot and a metrosexual. I'm definitely hot. googling him. Oh yeah, and and and, and smart, oh, no. smart Don't most do that, of the time. Please. I think we should. I think we should auction you off for charity. I don't know if you're going to make any money that way. Oh, bah humbug. Bah humbug. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you, guys. This has been a great show, Gian. Um, I hope that you continue to enjoy the view of the cherry blossoms, but yet your allergies do, uh, do not inhibit the joy 
of the visual. Uh, and we'll be back next week with the cover story. Continue listening because we've got great shows up ahead. <laughs>